Do we have anything? <laughs> we don't always have to do a cold open. I, I feel like it's our it's our habit now. I'm trying to method act since I'm about to do the puppetry for Audrey 2 in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go around telling people to feed me and promising them dates with Hedy Lamar. Um, I mean, she was pretty spicy. You should, you should tell us how, uh, how that experiment of yours works and then, uh, share everything you discover with like the manosphere. <laughs> the manosphere. I don't, I, I don't think Audrey 2 is a man. No, but if you go around being seductive and telling people feed me and you accomplish something, the boys will want to know. That's true. Oh, congrats on your role, by the way. Thank you. Um, give us some uh give us some vintage Audrey too. I'm I don't do the voice. No, but do it, because we can't see you moving, so pretend that you 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 do the voice. Uh does this look inanimate to you, punk? If I can talk, and I can move, what's to keep me from giving you everything your secret greasy heart desires? I just peed a little bit. Welcome to He Made Me Watch That. I'm Dylan Cannon, and um, and I'm popular podcaster, Ohio resident, and keeper of arcane lore, Paul Lang. And tonight we have a very special guest. You may recognize her from the theme song and that one ad for that cool fantasy book you bought. <laughs> Presenting it's the amazing me. Krista Lang. It's me. <laughs> Um, I am Krista Lang, uh, the one and only, uh, your very own Paul Lang's wife. Yes, um, I only podcast, have one wife. Uh, opener, singer, ukulele wielder, tombstone maker. <laughs> she's She's been the secret sort of third party member this entire time. Yeah, so every time that Dylan makes Paul watch something... We usually watch it together because it's more fun that way. And so he makes us watch that. So he made me watch that too. <laughs> yeah, like one time there were like four sets of footprints in the sand and it was like me and Dylan. And then there was only one set of footprints. And I was like, what the heck? And it was Krista carrying us. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the um, way of the world? She's very strong. Um <laughs> Okay, and uh, she also uh, picked a movie, so for uh, a rare surprise, um, which we won't introduce yet, I guess, because it's... How, how do we decide who goes first now? There are only two sides uh, on a I coin. I mean, I think you two should there... go first, and then oh, yeah. uh, I'm the last okay. movie, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah she's the bonus um, movie, right? Yeah. Yes, I actually... Okay, today I found a penny on the side of the road, so... 
Um, well, I thought I that was that like a special coin. You told me. What's the year on it? Uh, 2016. Sweet. Cursed. <laughs> I, I found it tails up, so should we just do that, or should I still flip it? You should still flip, flip it. it. Flip that flip cursed it. coin. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm gonna die tonight, aren't I? <laughs> Probably. It landed on heads. Damn. Alright, so we're doing your movie first. Yes. Okay, so this was my favorite movie when I was, like, 10 or 11. Um... Or one of it is uh the 2004 animated film teacher's pet it's based on the series of the same name um created by gary baseman who did the cranium illustrations i would just like to go on the record saying i can't believe that you made me watch this <laughs> um the show and I'm, I'm gonna give a brief summary of the show since the movie's kind of piggybacking off of it but a little different um it was about Spot, voiced by Broadway veteran Nathan Lane, a dog who dressed up as a human boy attends school with his owner, Leonard Helperman. Despite Spot, or Scott, as he was referred to in his disguise, being the titular character, the series largely focused on Leonard navigating like day-to-day fourth-grader misadventures. Like His mom was his teacher, which was very embarrassing to him. Um, you know, his uh, he had a crush who was too scared to talk to. He wanted to, like, fit in with the cool kids. And his dog put on human clothes and went to school with him and became, like, the most popular kid while he was still a loser. It just regular fourth grader stuff. Um, regular fourth grader stuff. Yeah. Regular fourth grader stuff. The film, on the other hand, shifts the focus to Spot slash Scott as sort of the central. And they're both important but sort of his plight as the central focus it was written by bill and sherry steinkeller and directed by timothy borkland who also worked on the show the series was unusual at the time for being a cartoon with high profile voice actors like jerry stiller deborah joe rupp and david odgan styers the film um includes them and then also adds kelsey Grammer to the mix as the mad scientist dr ivan crank and Paul will tell you the plot details. Yeah, no, this movie, uh, this movie fucks. Let me just say <laughs> that right off the bat. This movie fucks. Um, and it's, yeah, I guess the plot, the plot of the movie. Um, and if I miss any important details, Krista, you can, you can help me fill them in. Yeah. But, um, so there's the dog. And he wants to be a boy, um, but his uh, his friend is a little piece of shit about it. Uh, Leonard is a little piece of shit about it, and he doesn't want him to be a boy because he wants him to be a dog because he wants to maintain the status quo. And then the the Leonard's family wins a vacation to California, I think. Florida, Florida, Florida. yeah, that one, and. Um, and but but Spot sees a TV ad where Frazier is there, and he turns animals into people. <laughs> um, and so he conspires to go along on the trip with the family. Um, there's a great scene where he pretends to be uh, his whole own extended family, I which love that went on really long, and I thought it was it was pretty funny. Um, 
And then they sing a really long song about the states in which uh, Scott is milked like a cow for what felt like a while. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of there are a lot of weird like cartoony visual choices in all the songs. That that was the thing um, with the show too. When I was a kid, I remember watching that and being like, I don't like this. But uh, as a grown up, it was it was you know uh, funnier and felt more uh, felt more like a, a good creative choice. But uh, then yeah the the dog gets experimented on he becomes a middle-aged man uh the mom falls in love with the middle-aged man <laughs> which is oh, this movie's so good <laughs> i didn't expect it to go there and like i was really proud it did yeah we were joking about that we were like oh ho, ho, the dog and i the... thought they were just gonna hint at it you're just like oh ho, ho, oh like maybe like there's some romantic tension there no they went all that in. was the plot that, that was, was the, the plot, plot of the movie and, and he was like yo i'm gonna be your new dad <laughs> so yeah so he's like i'm gonna be your new dad and leonard's like i hate this this is like traumatizing to me you're my dog and then uh then they both have the regular like late in the movie like breakup that friends have in kids movies and then uh then leonard is like oh man i was being a little piece of shit and he goes and tries to get turned into a dog by fraser but then spot comes back and there's a big action scene and fraser dies and then <laughs> and spot turns back into a dog and then he's like i want to be a dog and then the credits roll <laughs> that was kind of the movie right yeah that I was the so. movie i was surprised when i rewatched it as an adult how short it was because i don't know when it you're felt a pretty, for a first time for the first time this is the first time i've seen this movie uh mm. it, it felt pretty like it felt felt pretty packed honestly mm. um so I, my first question was, did you ever watch the show prior to the film, but you kind of said you did? Yeah, I would describe it exactly as, like, a show that would be on TV and that I would watch while I was waiting for something else to come on. Oh, like, yeah. I, I think that now, like, I can appreciate the fact that it was actually a pretty good cartoon, but at the mm -hmm. time, it, I mean, it wasn't Kirby right back at you. <laughs> Yeah, That's kind I'm, of the same for me. I was like, uh, I guess this is on. I guess I'll watch it right now. There was no licensed Nintendo uh, property involved in this in this cartoon show, so I wasn't as as invested in it. I remember enjoying like what I saw of it, but also being like, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember seeing it for the first time when I was very young and like didn't like young enough that I didn't necessarily understand that a character dressed differently is the same character still. So like I, and I, I wasn't watching the pilot. So I actually thought like he had a weird blue friend and a pet dog who just were never in the same scene. Yeah. I think I sometimes got confused about like whether I think I might've known they were the same, but I didn't mm -hmm. know that like he wasn't like human or like, I don't know. It, it just, I mean that's maybe I didn't. I mean that's I, fine. When I was a kid, I thought the kid in Home Alone was named Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also in this show, like everybody's like weird, like like Technic they're all like green and like red and like, uh, it's like all these uh, different like colors. So like a blue guy doesn't really feel too weird. Exactly. I mean that's why it fools everyone, I guess. Well, he's yeah. also covered in hair and has like a has like jowls, but they accept that as a child. 
He also <laughs> likes school. <laughs> I don't know if he actually was in love with Leonard's mom or if he just liked the idea of still being in the family but being human. Listen, as we've discussed extensively uh, before recording this podcast... <laughs> That that was the good ending, and they missed it. The, the dog should have become his dad. It should have been about Leonard learning to accept change. I thought you were gonna go the route of us extensively trying to figure out if he had balls. Oh well, yeah, that's also a thing because it's just like he didn't seem to he's like. He's a come... dog. Is he fixed? Like when he Does becomes carry... human, is he still fixed? I don't. Is he a human? I don't know. My head canon is that when he was a dog, he was fixed, but when Fraser turned him into a man. His testicles grew back. I don't think that makes any sense as a biology graduate. Nothing in that movie made sense. You're right. You're right. (laughs) There was a skin alligator. (laughs) Or a skin gator. Skinigator. There was a skinigator. What like what what happened to the skinigator? It is free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what the the mosquito lady too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I thought I they don't were going to have some kind of conclusion, but they just sort of vanished after Fraser perished. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, I think they. The wilds. Well, they they had their arms around Ian while they were singing like the reprise. So, oh, you're right. When I was young, I always just assumed like they kind of just went and lived at his house. <laughs> That's fair. That, that works. That makes sense. Yeah, they'd get along. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, favorite song, favorite song, Paul's favorite question. Oh my gosh, I hate this question, and I never see it coming somehow. <laughs> I actually, like, I did realize this question was probably coming, but, and, and I was trying to think of, like, the songs, and I, re- like, I remember one of the songs I really liked, but I can't remember what they were singing about. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening? I feel like, so, so honestly, if I had to go with my gut, my favorite song is probably just the reprise of reprise. Is it reprise or reprise? Uh, I think it's reprise. Okay, the reprise of uh, the the main theme song because that song is super fucking catchy and always used to get in my head. And oh, the... they gave it like new visuals and and uh, dramatic player and everything. When I was a kid, I would always rewind that scene where they do like the reprise of Leonard's purposefully cheesy song. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it's like big and triumphant and they're running to each other and oh yeah that like was really good on different sides of the sidewalk and they don't <laughs> see each other but i don't know it's really sweet um i don't know especially like if you have a pet who you love and i don't know it gets to you but what if your pet wanted to be a man and you wanted to step on his dreams well i wouldn't do that i'd support him that's fair. All right. You passed the test. <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about him uh, shacking up with my mom, though. Yeah. There might I mean, be a discussion. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's a more personal discussion that we can't have over this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, Mom. I like Small But Mighty, and I think... Which one was Hot Diggity Dog? I don't remember. Hot Diggity Dog? I don't remember either. I don't remember what I'm moving on was either. I see, I'm seeing this big list of songs and being like, when were all of those? One? I'm moving on was Which the one, one where was like, the one big sequence where they were all like you know, singing. What were you gonna say? Oh, I'm moving on is the one where Scott is like driving away, and everyone's like, "Where's the dog man?" 
Oh, yeah, that, that one. That one was my favorite. No, That's that one, the one was really the, good. The one where they were chanting about where the dog man was. That was my favorite. <laughs> where did you get the dog man? That's what I was trying to think of. My precious pretty dog man. <laughs> Where's the dog man? Frazier dog turns man. Eddie into a man. <laughs> Um, okay, what what is your what yeah, was y'all's just, just turn use it. Make, he needs to like create a thing that turns the kid into a man, so they could just be men together. <laughs> Wait, that's weird. That's horrible. Actually, <laughs> like I love you, but that that would be like really upsetting. That would <laughs> the movie Big with Tommy. The movie Big, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's thirteen going on thirty. Um. Okay, uh, what was y'all's favorite thing about the movie? The fact that it actually went where he just trying to be his dad. Yeah, I mean like, that's that that like was such a, a like a like a, a shot in the dark for me. I just was like, what? Yeah, no, that was the bold decision that really brought it from a this is a fun cartoon movie to like this is a work of art. It had an <laughs> existential like depth and complexity that that made you like question everything you were just like i don't i don't i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> like like the original concept is goofy in general of you know this dog wants to be a kid and he comes as but like it, it just kind of pushed the boundary further no you're no like, you're, you're right about that and that like grayness and that like that like existential like bewilderment i feel like is it like not to be cynical, but that's, like, part of what, like, growing up feels like. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like in that sense, this movie simulated the feeling of growing up in a very real way. Yeah, it's like they're faced with something they don't understand and that is, like, different than, like, like, yeah. It it, it literally had, like, a, like, a almost coming of age, like, wait, this is, this is weird. There's also the fact that it, I just experienced great joy and delight, like, most of the time my eyes were looking at it. So. That's true. Yeah. It's... I don't... The, the animation is, I think, very unique. The animation, art style, all of it. Yeah. And um, that paired with, like, constant musical sequences and, like, surreal, like... Uh, illustrations occurring is just like it was very fun to look at it was very fun to engage with like yeah. it's something i feel like i wouldn't like like normally like seek out but if it was put on the tv i just wouldn't be able to look away <laughs> <laughs> yeah i with stuff like this i just love like kind of likable realistic elements along with either fantastical elements or just like bonkers visuals like things like ed ed and eddie where it's it's about like three kids living in a cul-de-sac trying to like s make different scams or whatever like something that could happen in real life but visually they just do the whole tex avery thing where mm -hmm. people are getting whacked with mallets and flattening and all that and tex this, avery is a good descriptor yeah yeah, it's I I love taking Tex Avery style stuff and putting it on. I I don't know if I'd say this is a mundane situation, but it is like, it's a kid and his mom going on vacation in an RV to Florida, but adding in the fact that they do weird body horror gags and <laughs> the dog wants to be a boy, and the dog gets milked. <laughs> 
I do hate that scene. That was. <laughs> I don't know if I hated it or loved it, but I certainly it was a, it was one of the scenes that was, has ever been written. I I respect that they went there. <laughs> um, but I hate them. <laughs> uh, any other questions? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, what's y'all's least favorite thing about the movie? I think Paul touched on it. I'll touch on it more probably. Yeah. Um, I, I hated the ending. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, it was almost perfect, but I hated the ending. The ending did like, feel kind of the rush. fact that the whole movie was about the whole the whole series was about him like pursuing his dream of being a boy, and they they bring this like positive energy and exuberance and optimism to that dream and everything, and then mm-hmm. he just decides not to, and he's like, "I am content being a dog," and I'm like, "I feel like I'm getting propaganda for something, but I don't even know if that's a thing that exists." Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it's like because he's a dog, it's the only time it's okay to say like, "Well, you don't really need to achieve your dreams." It's more <laughs> like your dreams aren't valid. Yeah, ex- yeah, it's like they said his dreams aren't valid, and he's like, "My dreams aren't valid." And then the movie just ends. Like you don't even get to see this in like a sustained way that's like satisfying. Like, okay, I can see that. It's just like he's like, "I'm a dog now," and then the movie's over. <laughs> yeah, but I read somewhere I might I need to verify it. I should have verified it before I got on, but that they wanted to make it clear he was still going to dress up and go to school because like he loves learning and hanging out with his friends and all that, but he was just giving up on trying to physically become a human, but they should have conveyed that more clearly. So they they reached the Campbellian master of two worlds in like the original concept is what you're saying. Okay. That makes sense. I can, I can sit with that better. Like, yeah. yeah, I can, I can imagine like he wants to, like he identifies as a dog but wants to live like a human like a he human because things... he technically has the intelligence to do so yeah there's no reason he shouldn't be a human honestly. <laughs> right yeah i one thing i liked about the show was that the bird and the cat like being pets they like bumming around all day and just getting into hygiene i, I like them and while he wants to be a a human and while they sometimes will be like that's weird i don't understand that they all support each other yeah yeah it's just kind of sweet jerry stiller bird is actually a very sweet character with just a gruff disposition (laughs) accurate um i like how big and round the cat's head is (laughs) (laughs) yeah he has like the energy of a fat cat but really his body is like a lump and his head is like (laughs) yeah um okay who's the best character hello that's hard to pick. Um, we're thinking. I mean, I honestly like like basic answer, but I feel like the the vocal delivery for Scott Spot is very good and made him a very distinct character like throughout the series in a like in a way that probably should get more acknowledgement. It should. It was weird. Like it's Nathan Lane, but it's a completely different feel than Timon. Yeah, like so much so that I was just sitting there and I was like, I know this voice. Like I've heard this voice a lot, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, but I, but I, I'm not. I'm not recognizing it. And I, it took me a while to put two and two together. Yeah, I guess the personalities being different, but there. I mean, there's a different energy there, even though yeah. it's a very distinct. That is Nathan Lane. I mean, yeah, generic answer. Yes, I do. I do like Scott, but I also like the cat just because he's goofy. Oh, yeah. The cat was good. Yeah. I like Pretty Boy, the bird. 
Um, yes. Leonard's mom is also just really funny. I I love just the over top over the top way she delivers her lines. Yeah, um, and, and she also that she kind of got man. a Disney princess. Yeah, sequence. specifically, Dogman is my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ranking. Uh, I give this one nine Paul heads because I really, really liked it, but the ending, I, I can't give it that tenth one because of the ending. Yeah, that's fair. And also, if I had to say, a, just a little bit more gross-out humor than I personally like, so nine Paul heads. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, like, eight, eight point five. Yeah, my ranking. main issue is, and th- this might just be me being, like, a softy or whatever, but I kind of wanted the villain to have a redemption arc because I did feel bad for him for having been, like, made fun of all his life. He did try to murder everybody, though. He did, but, I mean, so does Doofenshmirtz sometimes, I think. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he he kind of seemed like a Doofenshmirtz character to me. Like, I don't know, it would have been cool if at the end, you know... Spot they could have tied in spot being like, Hey, look, you are who you are, you know, and you're beautiful, but you know, stop forcing people to do things. And he could have been like, Oh, fair enough. That's good, but also having Frazier be killed by the cat is good. We don't, oh, wait, no, there in the credits, I think there's a thing where he's like in an x ray, he's like Farquad in a in the Shrek Shrek. karaoke party. (laughs) Staying alive! Staying alive! (laughs) Okay, so that is um, it for this section. Join us for part two after this break. Poisoned, cursed, haunted, overgrown. The land of Laskmere, Kingdom of the Rot Lord. Here, humanity struggles to survive the oppression of the wild beasts and plagues. Hunters from among the people rise up to challenge the monsters of the Rot Lord's domain. The Kingdom's Disdain tells the story of Cardinal, a young man who begins his journey naked in the cave of a man-eating mountain spider, along with Sirish, blessed blade princess of Algaroy, and Mad Crossbones, necromancing alchemist of the Dark Elves. He follows the light of the fiends down his path with one goal, he must kill the Rot Lord himself. Read Web of Bones, Book One of the Kingdom's Disdain, now on Amazon Kindle. Oh, yeah, there's no we- notes here. <laughs> there's what? We're back! Uh, transitioning story. from one creepy film about dogmen to another creepy film about dogmen. <laughs> Where did you go, dogman? <laughs> Where did he go? Um, yeah, we are talking about 2014's found footage psychological horror film by Patrick Bryce in his directorial debut and uh, Mark Duplass. I don't know if I pronounced that name right, but that is how it's spelled. Um, mm. We are talking about Creep, which is probably one of my favorite horror movies wow um so yeah uh, i guess without further ado dylan tell us what this movie is about do you want like the full length summary or uh spoiler free or oh well i i mean i think we're doing spoilers yeah 
Yeah, 2014, that's more than five years ago. Damn. Okay, hey, hey. If you haven't if you haven't watched this movie and you like like horror comedies or just like uncomfortable horror movies, like watch it before listening to this. It's Actually, really good. Yeah. Way better than it sounds. Yeah, skip uh either skip this and go to the next thing or just go straight to watching Creep and then come back to our show. And then leave a comment telling us that uh we're awesome and you want to give us do. a bunch yeah. of money. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, okay. So this videographer guy, uh Aaron, drives up to the uh, the remote mountain somewhere and I don't know what state it's in. Is it California? No. I, I don't know. Um <laughs> But he, uh, the woods looked familiar to me, and I'm from the deep south, so I, I mean, I don't know. Um, but he drives up stated. there. Hmm? I don't think it's stated. Yeah. Um, and this guy, uh, Joseph, wants him to film him living his life to give to his infant son because he has a tumor in his head and is about to die. And right off the bat, something's off about this dude. Um, this, this guy, something's off about him, but he's super friendly in an uncanny valley way. And the first thing he does is he wants the guy to film him in the bathtub. So that should be a red flag right there. Um, and he has a dog suit or a a wolf head that he wears. And he just, he tells a bunch of lies about like why he does these things and what the origins of these things are. And as Aaron is filming him, he's like paranoid, but he's also, there are some moments of wonder, I guess, that keep him around. Like they find a heart shaped stone or hole in some stone in the woods. Um, And then eventually though. By the way, that scene is so funny on the second watch because you can tell that Joseph, like, he doesn't know if anything's there. Like, they are just looking until they find something that's vaguely, like, reminiscent of a heart-shaped rock. <laughs> and it's, like, actually... Yeah, he's just making it up as he goes along, so... Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, he, he they eventually get into a scuffle, and they do a fake-out where it looks like he's burying him. And that was interesting, because I was like, wait there's like half a movie left here. <laughs> What's this guy going to do next? But he's really just like burying trap. What was he burying? I think he was, he was, it was vague when he was burying, but it was on a video that he mailed to Aaron oh, as like a, a vague, like message. Yeah. Like a threat slash whatever. And then he starts getting messages from him. He knows where he lives. Um, the police, don't do anything about it. He's obviously freaked out, but then Joseph sends him a last message where he seems kind of sad and pathetic. And Aaron's like, okay, I'll go meet you again. It's going to be in a public place. I'm bringing my camera. And he goes and he sits down at a park bench. And then in this just really long shot, Joseph wearing the wolf mask goes behind him, takes up his ax and like just in the head. Um, and then Joseph reveals that he's done this to a bunch of other people and Aaron was his favorite. And then he calls another videographer and 
The adventure continues. <laughs> the adventure continues in Creep 2, which in my opinion was not as good. Um So yeah, that's uh that that was that was Creep. Um I guess I ask you questions about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh if you were in Aaron's place, uh what would you do when you found out about like the photos he was taking? <laughs> Okay, so the first really creepy thing that he does is that after the heart shaped rock, they go and get like like breakfast together, and he reveals that like he was following him as he went into the house and was oh. taking pictures of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, with that, I I might could actually be like, you know, sometimes if I'm meeting up with someone I don't know, I might get paranoid and you know text somebody like hey i'm here at this place so i might assume i mean that's kind of a stretch because i wouldn't take pictures but i can understand why somebody might yeah um, and that's the thing i feel like most of the things he does like isolated are like okay that's uncomfortable but i don't know if this is a bad dude put all of them together yeah well <laughs> yeah. i don't know i'd make an ex I, then again videographers it might be a little different. The boundaries might be a bit different, but as well, soon as apparently, guys... a, like this was inspired by the actors' um, experience working, like doing Craigslist ads. Oh shit! Oh wow! Yeah, I was I gonna say. Put... Yeah, sorry. What were you gonna say? As soon as the guy got naked, I would have been out. Of <laughs> that would have been it for you. <laughs> that would have, yeah. Especially the uh, this is tubby time. No, don't say tubby time. That's disgusting. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> This grown man sitting naked in the bathtub holding an imaginary baby going, if your toe's easy in the water, go away. Or he was go making away it up. Else. But he was making it up as he went along. That's the best part. <laughs> no, it is. It is, but I, if, if I were Aaron, I would have made an excuse to go. That would have been your breaking point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what about the... you, Krista? What would your breaking point have been? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would just be uncomfortable being with that man by myself in general. You know, that's valid. It's, it's a little yeah. bit different for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would have had uh, a partner filming with me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. It, it's funny, actually, uh, one of the concepts, like, basically... Uh, when they when they went to make this movie, they were like, both of these guys are actually like pretty messed up. <laughs> like, mm. like the the they like they were saying like, which one of them is really the creep? <laughs> um, what would you say was the funniest part to you? Oh, the funniest part. Hmm. I'm trying to think of a moment I would I, I laugh. Because, I mean, if you didn't really read it as, like, a comedy, like, that's understandable. Yeah, I I guess there were, like, some surprises that I might have gone, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I'll, for the first half, I felt a lot of secondhand annoyance. Yeah, that's fair. Joseph did a bunch of that, you know, jumping out and scaring him, being like, I'm sorry, are you mad at me? And Aaron's like, no. And, like, I, I have been Aaron so many times. <laughs> like, people jump out and surprise me like 
and then I react the appropriate way, in my opinion, you know, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out. Why'd you do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm not yeah, talking no, about that's like, I'm not talking about accidentally. I'm talking like when they jump out at you. Clearly yeah, no, that makes sense. reaction. Yeah. No, I, just, I, I just know that when I first watched it, my, my roommate at the time walked in and we were both watching like at the end in that really drawn out scene where he slowly walks up behind him and hits him with an axe. And for whatever reason, like the comedic timing and everything just like completely destroyed us. The timing was pretty good. It was like the whole thing was kind of just like a dark joke building up to that moment. Because, uh, like, forgetting that it's a horror movie, you're just kind of like, okay, this is a weird dude who, like, is being toxic and stuff. And then he just, like, jumps the gun and directly kills him with an axe. Michael Scott, but he was dark. <laughs> Michael Scott, but he was dark. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so he, what would I, you I, say was the scariest part to you? Oh, there were a lot of them. For one, seeing uh, what he called the wolf peach fuzz. Yeah. For the first time. I have a thing where I'm kind of freaked out by, like, fursuits anyway. Mm -hmm. And that that includes, like, the Disneyland mascots, kind of. <laughs> right. So it's not like a... This isn't a jab at the furry community. It's just <laughs> I personally... It invokes Uncanny Valley to me. Yeah, I can respect that. Um, and no, there's that, and then, um, I mean, the tubby scene. Yeah. That freaked me out. That makes sense, that makes sense. I love yeah. how a lot of the scary stuff isn't really scary. It's just, like, discomfort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did a good job making it feel kind of like a real stalker situation. Yeah, I think the most suspenseful part that I can remember, it's been a bit since I saw it, was like, wasn't he like trying to get his phone back from him while he was asleep? Yeah. And like, oh, man. And just the whole like reveal of like him like, like contacting the sister and just like that, like, oh, like you realize like how serious this is? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was like the, the big like, um, kind of like reveal like oh like oh this is this is not a joke <laughs> this is like a horror thriller now okay <laughs> yeah that's like that's the only voice outside of the two of them we hear or yeah she, uh, she's the only act other actor credited she's actually apparently the, the real guy's uh wife wait oh. the real yeah joseph? the actor who played uh who played joseph I, wow. you know, skimming the skimming the notes. <laughs> there are layers. <laughs> there, there are definitely layers. Um, all right. I guess. Uh, how many Dylan heads do you give this one? Um. Oh, I I want to also say I love the cinematography. I I yeah. love when people film in the woods and make it look good. Um. Yeah, and... it was found footage without being really, like, annoying about it, too. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of bought it. There were only a few moments where I'm like, that's a little contrived, but yeah. that's forgivable. I mean, if none of it's contrived, then it's going to be a boring movie. Fair. Um, I, I randomly want to add um, that when I first saw this movie, I, I remember turning to Paul, and I was like, like this guy kind of looks like Dylan, or like something about him reminded me of you. <laughs> you mean you mean Aaron, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, oh, okay. the, the film guy. <laughs> like I, I, 
I think he looks at kind of like a kind of bit like I don't know. Maybe not. you want to know the reason for that? Why it is? Be, it's because it's because you are the greatest person who has ever lived, Dylan. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was watching. I'm like. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke that was like me and Paul IRL, but I didn't know an organic way to work that Because <laughs> I, I do kind of, I, I yeah, I, I sometimes dress like Aaron, and I wear glasses. Yeah, he, like something beard. about him. It was like I think the way he moved or dressed or like I was just like this is a little bit like Dylan esque. His, his frustrated face was yes. very Dylan like. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when he was upset, the face he made very much looked like the upset the face Dylan makes when he's upset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that might be why I related to him so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope he turns out to be the killer. You know, I I, I was hoping they might do a bait and switch thing where he's the actual like. <laughs> well, the bait and switch is that he was the one who wrote and directed the movie. Actually, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I really like when things can like filmmakers can do stuff like that with just two actors and um, yeah it, it sounds like it was very much like a just like a personal like pet project so I, yeah. I think it's cool that it turned out that well yeah i don't know if i'd want to watch it again but i've watched it like good. five times yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna give it a seven seven okay seven heads did you want to rate it because you watched it a long time ago i don't Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That was like last summer, I think. I would probably say a seven or eight. I mean, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. I think that's all there is to say about creep. Probably. I mean, there's I'm more a to say about creep. creep. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. All right. Do we go to another break now? Yes. Hey there, interested in buying a cat? How about a garden? Or a skeleton? My name's Caitlin, and I can get you all three. As jewelry design said us. My store on etsy.com slash shop slash skeleton garden co. You can buy these and more in necklace, ring, and earring form. Feel free to visit my store, Skeleton Garden Co. At the address, once again, that's etsy.com slash shop slash skeleton garden co. Thank you. Is the commercial over? I think so. Krista? Um, All right. Without further ado, the third movie, I am introducing it. So they called me in as their guest star. They said, we're having trouble finding out what to pick for the third movie, especially like trying to find a uh, a duo between the two of them. Like, how do you compare what were the ones? Creep and Teacher's Pet. Creep and Teacher's Pet. Which, I don't want to combine those, they, actually. No, it, I don't. It turns out they both have dog men. So I, as their, uh, their uh, humble and uh, very, very um, happy to be here uh, guest, I have chosen a movie for them. Um, so I, I was thinking about doing something more like, you know, renowned and more like, oh, this is a really good movie and they both haven't seen it. But then I was like, this is, he made me watch that. I can, I can let him watch whatever they, whatever I want. <laughs> and so I just impulse pulled out of the back of my mind. It, it's, it's also very hard because 
I, I, you know, being Paul's wife, I, um, I've shown him a lot of movies I love already. So I'm like, what, it was really difficult finding something like, what have I not shown him? I wanted to find something that both of you had not seen. So I pulled from the back of dregs of my mind and I was like, Twin Dragons. It's a movie starring, um, Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan. (laughs) Um, and it's about, um, it's a 1992 Hong Kong action comedy film uh, directed by Ringo Lam and Tsui Hark. And yes, like I said, it is star- starring Jackie Chan and Jackie Chan uh, playing as a double role as identical brothers. Uh, I wonder if he got paid double for that. And that is the movie I chose. Um, do you want to both summarize it how do you want to we could do it we could like we could like take turns yes yeah we we need to work as a team like boomer and uh john learned yeah yeah exactly like that okay so i'll start from i'll I'll start then um movie starts in a hospital a mother has just given birth to (laughs) twin babies and some gangster comes in and goes give me those babies (laughs) and he grabs one of the babies and uses it as a hostage and there's this shootout and he jumps out a window and gets away with the baby. And that's the first part of the movie. And I think that was the, like, it's a good movie, but that was the part that grabbed me the most. I liked that part the most. Well, the baby, he loses the baby and, like, some drunk woman finds it and is like, oh, I have a kid now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we didn't even know you were pregnant. I wasn't. I just found him. (laughs) I just found found this baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just raises him and is conveniently, plot-wise conveniently dead by the time. (laughs) <laughs> which sucks because she was an awesome character yeah well the parents weren't in it that much either um, that's true only for the end but um and yeah then then we cut to the future where they're they're both like living different lives um what sorry what was the brother who wasn't boomer john ma yeah john ma uh john ma is like a a world-renowned like pianist and boomer is like mechanic. yeah he's a mechanic but he's like dealing with like gang gangsters and stuff he's a like that. Street racer. He's known yeah. as being like the fastest getaway driver. He mostly does racing. They want him as a getaway driver. Yeah, but he's like in a nightclub where he starts a fight with like this whole big gang, so that his friend Tyson can hit on this girl with blue hair. <laughs> Tyson. I read that in the original uh, Hong Kong like undubbed movie his name is tarzan which oh that's better i wish they had called him tarzan because it's a good he's like really short (laughs) and kind of like portrayed as as sort of a wimp who relies on his friend to do his fighting for him so i was gonna say as a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) basically he's this movie's equivalent of leonard from teacher's pet (laughs) oh in that you don't like him (laughs) <laughs> in that he's not the main character but he acts like he's the main character and the interesting characters keep having to save him and do what he wants <laughs> I, I kept wondering like he, he he's kind of the role that love interests play in a lot of action movies yeah no he was kind of the damsel in distress yeah I like that that was very interesting very progressive for uh for 1992 <laughs> But yeah, anyway, uh, crazy shenanigans happen. Uh, Boomer ends up... 
happens in this movie goddamn (laughs) (laughs) boomer and john ma like end up getting all mixed up because like they're in the same general location and people keep mistaking them for each other and john ma is supposed to be like he's got this like this like nurse hitting on him who's like the daughter of this like rich like businessman Mm. and then boomer has sex with her (laughs) i don't know if i can describe what happens in this movie like it's just basically they are paired originally with a girl but they don't like the when they switch like the girls end up falling in love with the opposite one yeah, and just, like, a lot of, like, it's constant shenanigans, basically, mixed in with, like, a lot of big fight scenes, because Boomer is, like, this really, like, epic, like, kung fu fighter, and John Ma isn't, but he can, he does the body motions that his twin does sometimes. When they're within a hundred miles of each other, they can synchronize, like, yeah, the part where he's playing the piano and Boomer's hand like plays the piano on that girl's ass. <laughs> he wasn't meaning to do that. And and John Ma uh, is like getting seasick when he's sitting in a restaurant because Boomer is in like this boat chase. <laughs> oh man, that was such a good movie. <laughs> this movie was so good, Krista. <laughs> and then in the end and then in the end it's like their wedding like they're having a double wedding but somehow they're like their parents don't know about it and then their parents see them together and pass out because everybody in this universe responds to the existence of twins by passing out like if you count there's like so many people that pass out like when they yeah. see them together like like the concept they, they don't twins. know the existence of twins the parents shouldn't pass out they know they knew they had twins <laughs> They, they must have known what wedding they were going to. <laughs> well, they did have that line like, could it really be our son? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> but yeah, this movie completely kicked ass. <laughs> there was, I was surprised, especially, I guess, after a lot of action movies we've watched, it's like a dozen people die only the big bad dies in this one yeah you're right there wasn't a lot of death there was just tyson like, almost dying a lot and there was, a lot of people like getting hit like by cars but being okay the time the guy like pinballed from one bus to the other oh my gosh that animation when the guy bounced between the two cars like us describing this movie is not good enough like whoever is listening you have to watch this movie yep. <laughs> The dubbing is so bad. It's that time period where, like, the dub is, like, like very, like, early, like, anime, like, oh, yeah. voices. No, I swear there were anime voice actors in there. <laughs> Except Jackie Chan, who... Jackie Chan did, voices uh, himself, and he, yeah, he, he dubbed is his known own for line. doing that, and I really appreciate it. Oh, he did? It. Yeah, I think Dylan looked it up. Um, um, do I ask you questions on it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so um, between the two of you, which one is Boomer and which one is Jean Ma? Hmm. I know that's hard to pick. I mean... Which one of us is the Chad and which one's the Beta? (laughs) Okay, but no, but Jean Ma was like really accomplished and he was like, he for some reason had all this medical knowledge in addition to being like a pianist. (laughs) 
Yeah, pianist. It sounds like pianist. pianist. <laughs> it does. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, I, I feel like... I, like, I don't know if either of us is willing to be John Ma. <laughs> oh, really? I thought Boomer was the one we didn't want to be. No, we want to be Boomer. Oh, Are you kidding okay. me? <laughs> well, John Ma is like a talented musician and... Okay, so question, which one do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be John Ma. He has more money. I mean, Boomer, obviously. Like, Boomer is a more relatable character. That's basically what my life is like. My interpretation, <laughs> I see uh, Paul more like Boomer and, and Dylan more like John Ma. Okay, yeah. But I, I don't know if that's accurate. <laughs> I think I know more about cars than you do. That's true. That is true. But I'm also... I'm also the musical guy on the podcast, so I, I don't know. That also is true. Um, Paul, do you snort? I do sometimes, yeah, actually. It's a bad habit. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's fixated on my nose. Um, <laughs> as long as neither of us is Tyson. I thought Tyson was really funny. <laughs> no, but, like, as a person, like... I, even like in the beginning of the movie, like Boomer's like you, you're a piece of shit. I don't know why we're friends, why and he almost like left. No, because like that's how he was portrayed. <laughs> but but he's he must be protected. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie was about trying to save him, <laughs> which was fascinating because they didn't they didn't compel us to want him to be saved. Because he's small and, and weak. <laughs> so you you related to him because he's small. <laughs> that makes sense because I, I think the real love story in the movie was between Boomer and uh, Tyson. It's tr it's true. The women were not like as developed as like Tyson was. <laughs> this movie was raunchier than I thought it would be. It was it like honestly the best comparison I can think of is it was very much like a Shakespearean comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like the constant the constant swapping around. The hmm. unapologetic constant sex jokes, the <laughs> zany hijinks, the uh, the ending with a weird uh, wedding, Double like <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was like, yeah. you know, did they become one? <laughs> okay, so um, what was your favorite action scene or stunt? I really liked. Um, just Jackie Chan's physical reaction to, or when he was playing Boomer as John Ma, to finding out he was, or that the woman wanted to have sex, and he was like, <laughs> he did like a Scooby-Doo start to his run. <laughs> That's a really small thing, but uh, favorite fight? Oh, there, there were so many good fight moments. Um, I like when he did the... Uh, the conducting when they did that by like twin synchronization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's a tough call for me. Cause for the, on the one hand, I liked the beginning fight scene in the club because I just like fight scenes that happen in clubs like that. <laughs> but on the other hand, the fight scene with Rocky in the mall was really good because like that mall guy was there and he was like trying to like sell things and stuff the whole time. Oh wait. And he was the one who ended up defeating yeah. Rocky. <laughs> The yeah okay when he like kept grabbing the inventory so the guy couldn't use it as a weapon I yes. I guffawed. 
All, favorite stunt was probably the part near the end where Jackie Chan jumped through that car window because okay because they did it in this like really blurry like slow motion that made me as a 20 like as a 2022 person like laugh out loud and then I stopped and I was like wait there's a reason they slowed that down is because he actually fucking did that yeah like- <laughs> Jackie Chan is renowned for doing his own stunts and some of the things he's done are incredible <laughs> Mixing physical. Um, I liked when he ran over the car that was like speeding yeah. by. Yeah, mixing physical comedy with martial arts is like brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I, I honestly agree. Yeah. All right, yeah. What was the funniest part? I think you pr- kind of probably touched on some, but oh, the the sporting goods scene. <laughs> the sporting goods scene. Where he's like grabbing the different things. He keeps taking the things and he and he keeps trying to grab them. Yeah. Yeah. The fight scene with the babies in, in the beginning <laughs> killed me. Like, like that's not to say it was downhill from there. Like it was it good just throughout. Off guard. But that it's was just like the beginning. It's yeah. just like what? It was such a strong start. Like he jumped out the window with the <laughs> give baby. Me and that baby. Yeah, give me that baby. He said, "Give me that baby," <laughs> like very intentionally. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I, I feel kind of bad. I'm like, would should 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 I have watched a subbed version instead? But I I don't know. The I dumbest. I don't know if there's any that are easily accessible. Honestly, yeah. it's kind of a hard movie to find. Yeah, no, I might get crucified on Twitter for making this assumption, but I'm pretty sure this is how you watch like kung fu <laughs> movies. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it depends. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Depends. Yeah, I don't know much about this genre, admittedly. I mean, it's it's there is a lot of um early kung fu movies that like the only accessible one is like a poorly dubbed version of it at least as far as i i remember but i um, love the voices though (laughs) they were good the only thing is i that i don't like about dubs like this is it's it's almost offensive to me that they have to make all the names like american or oh yeah i think they stopped doing that a little bit later on yeah that's the thing i was reading that that all the characters names were different oh i like i figured yeah he should have been named tarzan (laughs) he definitely should have been named Tarzan. i would have liked him better if his name was tarzan i think (laughs) yeah trying to think if i have any other questions um I don't know. Do you think that twins have psychic connection? Like, obviously not to that extent. Like, I doubt that, like, someone is, like, feeling like they're on a boat, like, jumping around in a restaurant. Um, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Exactly like that? Yeah. Exactly like that. Exactly like that. Two of my siblings are twins. They're fraternal, so, you know, that might be different, but... I don't know if they have a supernatural connection, but just growing up side by side that closely, they definitely kind of have their own little like language, if that makes sense. No, that that does. Yeah, like their own, and they can kind of read each other a little better than another two individuals can read each other. Yeah, I don't remember any specific examples, but I've definitely heard, um, uh, like, throughout my life of tales of, like, even, like, twins who were separated, who, like, mm-hmm. had, like, feelings or sensings that, like, their twin was out there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. I think that's all the questions. All right. That's our movies, I guess, huh? 
Oh, we rank. We should. Are we ranking it? Oh yeah. Um, what are your heads of this movie? This one's an eight. I think this is a nine for me. Wow. Yeah. Picked a good one. You picked a good I, one. I wish. The only thing I I don't like was I feel like it would have been more fun if I was watching it with you guys. That's yeah. that's true. You're probably right. So next time we see each other, we should watch. Or next time we do like a Skype movie, not Skype. People don't Skype anymore. Uh, whatever mo- movie night over the internet, uh, we should watch a kung fu movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the kung fu movies are a, a guilty pleasure of mine. I think of me and my dad bond over watching them, and I just. Kind of really enjoy the genre really randomly. Yeah. They're fun. We should find a drinking game. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, okay, Kiss, Mary Kill. Kiss, Mary Kill. Mrs. Okay. Helperman from Teacher's Pet. Okay. Um, oh, uh, Joseph from Creep. And, and Tyson. I was going to say both Boomer and John. Boomer and John. Yes, it's a, a three-way, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we should do a Tarzan. I don't know which one. Which Tarzan. Okay, Tarzan. Yeah, specifically okay. Tarzan. Tarzan. Okay, so mine would be kiss Tarzan, marry Mrs. Helperman, and kill Joseph. Like, make sure and make sure his body is like chopped up so he can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm going to kill joseph um kiss the mrs helperman and i, I guess i'm marrying tarzan <laughs> sorry paul i won't no i won't leave you alone I'll, I'll 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 kiss mrs helperman even though i think she would be a great partner and then i'll kill joseph and then I'll I'll join you in marrying Tarzan so that you don't have to marry Tarzan alone. <laughs> I thought for sure you I were going to kill him. I appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> See, maybe one day he will transform into the animated Disney Tarzan. Yeah, it's true, and he's objectively <laughs> and <then> he... hot. <laughs> yeah. And then we will go live with the with the apes together. And I guess in this reality, we're having like a like a poly three way like like marriage with tarzan and i I come over with uh with leonard's mom for game night (laughs) (laughs) and joseph is fucking dead and all is right with the world he's dead three times he's dead and all is right all is right in this i feel like this isn't like the best of all worlds this is like this is like the medium world this is like the weird ending (laughs) the ufo ending yes the ufo ending from silent hill (laughs) i feel like i don't know i feel like a, a a cheesy single mom might be a good match for me possibly accurate i'd agree you're a little bit like a dog man in some ways, so. <laughs> He's a single mom's out there. We have a we have a uh, we have an offering a, for a, you. A prime. I'm going to steal all their Capri Suns <laughs> from their sons. <laughs> grab me one too. Call me Eddie. <laughs> oh man, do we have anything else? Uh, I think we. I think you and I just uh, give our next challenges, right? Yes. So okay. Oh, hmm? oh, were you gonna go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I was going to assign you 
uh, the 2017 black comedy slasher film, Happy Death Day. All right. I am assigning you the, I think it was 2019. Uh, it's a romantic comedy, um, Palm Springs on Netflix or on Hulu. That's the most forgettable name for a movie I've ever... No, The Station Agent was, was the most forgettable title for a movie, I should <laughs> I don't say. I know, I'd have the word Station Palm in Spring. it. And Palm Agent. Springs. It's, it's a, a city in California. Okay, Palm Springs. That is starring, a place. Uh, Andy, <laughs> starring Andy Sandberg and the mom from How I Met Your Mother, whose name I don't remember. Okay, that's good. good. Thank you for crediting her. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right i guess we do the outro now huh yeah we have, us, Krista? Sure. we have the singer with us all right ready <gasps> i can't, can't believe, believe that he, he made, made, me, he made me watch that yeah <laughs> girls can do it too <laughs> <laughs> she made me watch that leonard I want to fuck your mom. <laughs> I've got to fuck your mom. 